every negotiation, you learn what works or works in certain situations as well as what doesn't work. Understanding context, culture, power, and discernment helps too. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money while respecting the math of it. Because, you know, these are all of the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. Thank you. I am recording this right before the long holiday weekend, Memorial Day in the U.S., and from a time standpoint, that means that the next pricing masterclass, Pricing Made Human, is just a little over two weeks away on Thursday, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern. We are almost two full quarters into 2021. So my listeners, if you are an entrepreneur or small business owner, how are you doing when you compare your actual revenue to your revenue goals? Are you ahead, on track, or behind? And not only just to the goals that you've made for this year, but how do you track when you compare it to 2020? Well, wherever you fall, taking a look at how you are approaching your pricing is really valuable. And pricing is the backbone of every business, and it certainly has an impact on those revenue goals that you have. And from my perspective, I think that my approach to pricing is really, really valuable because I am suggesting that you look at your approach to pricing through the lens of your relationship with money, with yourself, with your business, and with the people that you serve or you want to serve. This is how I help my clients and masterclass attendees price confidently, strategically, and profitably. And I'd love to do the same for you. To get the details and to RSVP, you can go to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass Again, jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Now, on to today's show. As you know, we've been talking about negotiating. And this isn't the first time that I've talked about the art and strategic process of negotiating. And I doubt it will be the last. I come back to this theme because A, you can never hear about it too much. And B, you might be a new listener and you might not have heard the previous episodes that pertain to negotiating. And my goal this time, and you know, it was previously and it is still, is to help change your relationship with negotiating. If I do that, then maybe you will dread it less if you are in that camp, which a great many people are of dreading negotiating. And that's key because if you dread it, it can become a a challenging thing for you to do when the stakes are really, really high. 
So to catch up with this year's musings, you can check out episode 84, where I draw the parallel between selling and negotiating, episode 85, where I focus on your negotiating style, episode 86, where I focus on your skills. Today, I want to take a couple of minutes of your time to talk about context, culture, power, and discernment. Just a few things to keep in mind, (laughs) useful things to keep in mind. But let's start first with context. Context matters with everything, but particularly so when it comes to negotiating. It affects how you show up, how you feel. It affects how the other party shows up and feels. And it affects how you each manage the experience and the environment overall. Now, the thing is, context may be varied and may mean many things to different people. So let me anchor it in terms of when I raise it, what my main focus is. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe physically, emotionally, psychically, and financially? Because clearly, if you don't, your power will be diminished. And that's the next thing that I want to talk about. In addition to knowing what you need to feel safe, do you know what you need in order to negotiate from your place of power? As I said during a recent speaking engagement, power could mean making sure you have eaten something beforehand (laughs) or that you're standing up when you're speaking by phone. And I'll tell you, as I told them, don't let the simplicity of these examples fool you because they definitely affect your disposition. If you're hungry, you're not going to think well, you're not going to think clearly on your feet, you're not going to be as engaged. And in terms of just your overall posture, how you are, you know, comporting your body, if you will, definitely has an impact on how you um, project in your conversation. So you want to be mindful of those things. So again, don't let the simplicity of those two examples fool you because it does have an effect on you. Similarly, in terms of power, never ever negotiate by email or text. It may seem obvious, but some people will do anything and everything that they can to avoid having a potentially awkward conversation. And sometimes when it comes to negotiation, you feel a little awkward. And instead of leaning into it, people want to stay as far away from it as possible. And that screen becomes the thing that they can hide behind. But guess what? That diminishes your power. Any emails or text messages pertaining to the matter under negotiation should be to confirm details, but it should never be the starting point or the crux of the discussion. Another factor, culture. Just like in my opinion, power is a subset of context, so too is culture. Your culture and the other person's culture whether explicitly or implicitly, will definitely have an effect on this dance that you're doing when it comes to negotiation. 
So it helps to be mindful of how your culture influences you and even what perceptions you may think the other party is drawing about you. And speaking of perceptions, if you can, do some research to bolster your awareness about the cultural dynamics the other party may be bringing to the table. So thus far, we've talked about context, power, and culture. Here are a few more things to keep in mind when it comes to negotiating. We're going to talk next about triggers, working from home, and discernment. Focusing first on triggers. Now, this may sound really crazy, but it helps if you know in advance what words, what phrases, maybe even what tone of voice is likely to piss you off. <laughs> Having an idea of what may trigger a negative reaction in you will help you to create a counter response in real time should any of those triggers unfold. Trust me. This will net a far better outcome than may occur without this level of insight. And as you're listening to me, if you can't think of a trigger, think about a recent negotiation, especially when the stakes were high for you. How do you remember your body responding to the experience overall? And how do you remember your body responding to the experience when you felt uncomfortable, when you felt any sort of shift in your attitude or anything literally in your body? What was the trigger for that? And whatever that is, that's your clue. Now let's talk about working from home. Here in New York City, things are starting to reopen. The mayor has called New York City employees back to work. J.P. Morgan Chase did the same as of last week or earlier in May. Several other financial institutions are doing the same, targeting July as their return date. However, there is likely to still be a sufficient number of people opting for a hybrid of at office and remote work, either due to personal preference or just simply as a result of office capacity requirements, because not everybody can, you know, be in the office at the same time. This is why all of this matters, though. You know, when you were in the office, for those of you that worked in, worked in an office, um, those happenstance water cooler chats and those conversations that happen when you're the last two people in the conference room, those are moments that can give you information you otherwise would not have, information about the dynamics of people at the organization, at the firm, at the company, information that can help maybe give you a leg up on whatever it is you might be negotiating. And the thing is that what happens organically when you are in the same physical space, there just simply isn't an opportunity for that to happen when you're working from home. That doesn't mean it can't happen, it just doesn't happen as organically. So to get better at negotiating in mostly remote situations, and remember a part of negotiating is gathering that data, right? Gathering some research and, and not just about the thing that you are negotiating about, but also the parties that are involved as well. So to get better at negotiating in these mostly remote situations, 
you have to come up with a game plan for becoming much more intentional about cultivating relationships that lead to those unplanned moments. So you're not going to run into ABC person at the coffee machine, but can you then reach out to ABC person (laughs) and schedule a coffee date? Um, And so it's a little bit different because you don't always know who you're going to run into at the coffee machine, but this is where you get to say, who do you need to know at the organization or who do you need to know that can get you in touch with someone at an organization? You just have to be a little bit more intentional about that. And then here's my final useful thing to keep in mind. And if you remember nothing else, whether it's from this episode or this series, episodes um, 84, 85, and 86, remember this. With every negotiation, you learn something new about your mindset, style, and skills. You learn what works or works in certain situations. You also learn what doesn't. With every negotiation, you get a chance to strengthen what I describe as your discernment muscle, which is one of those things that hopefully gets better over time. And it is the skill that will help you to know when to walk away from a negotiation, either temporarily or forever, when to be quiet and let the silence speak and give you feedback, when to be the first to bring up money. Not all situations are, you know, conducive to letting the other person be the one to say the number first. Discernment will help you to figure out how to navigate that. It will also help you to know when you need to make concessions and, and, and how far to go in that regard. It will help you to know when you need to pause and slow the process down. And here's the real kicker, I think. It will help you to know when you need to talk to your ego and leave your ego at the proverbial door. I don't recall in which episode I said this, but I said previously that negotiating is a problem-solving tool. There is a gap. You want something, you need something, so does the other party, and you're both trying to close the gap between where you are right now and what it is that you each want and need. What I've shared today can help you use this tool well. So keep these top of mind as you work to get better at the thing that you do every day in every way, and that is negotiating. And by the way, I'm really curious to know, after listening to this episode or any or all of the uh, episodes that make up this series, what will you continue to do? What will you stop doing? What will you start doing? And what will you do differently when it comes to how you negotiate? Feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram. I would love to know. So please share. Oh, and before I sign off, I've been noodling on an idea. And this is it. Would you be interested in coaching episodes? 
episodes where you are listening in on a coaching session? If so, would you raise your hand for such an opportunity? This is what I said last time when I mentioned that I was cooking up something that I thought might strike your fancy. And I'm still working out all of the details, including (laughs) confirming that there is an interest in it. But here's what I can share so far in terms of what I'm thinking and, and, and really more in terms of how I, I'm thinking with regards to how it would work. It would be by application. And that is really more so that I can ensure that I can address your question or your challenge in that single episode. And we, we should probably plan on speaking for about 30 to 45 minutes. We'd hop on the phone for a really brief chat beforehand just to, you know, get comfortable and all that other good stuff. But then the next time that we would speak would be when we are actually recording the episode. So if you're interested in hearing coaching episodes or getting financial coaching, send me a DM on Instagram. And truly, whether or not I, I move forward with this idea will be driven by how much interest is expressed. So... If you're interested, don't lay back and say, oh, somebody else is going to let her know. If you're interested, let me know. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode, folks. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. In the meantime, if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so we can reach more people. If you'd like to join us for Pricing Made Human, our next pricing masterclass on Thursday, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can go to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. For those of you in the U.S., have a wonderful, safe Memorial Day weekend. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. Money.